not the same, I am too reckless I'm not trying to go in that direction These niggas, they've been doing too much flex And they about to call the wrong attention And I don't got no patience, no more testing I do shit how I want, don't need no blessing XO niggas ain't nothing to mess with Nobody's stopping us from what we destined And everybody around you is so basic all right, let's start this off by addressing the elephant in the room. I apologize, guys. There will be no interview session this week. Work got in the way, as well as a scheduling conflict with the interviewee. I will make it up to you guys next week by doing a double interview episode. I also promised you guys a special segment for this episode, and I am going to deliver that at the very end of the show, so stay tuned. Start this off with some news. <clears throat> Excuse me. Josh Allen suffered a concussion in a 10 to 16 loss to the Patriots. He is still in the concussion protocol as of now. Mitchell Trubisky suffered a shoulder injury. The MRI came back clear, but his status for week five is up in the air. Honestly, I don't think Chase Daniel is much of a downgrade from Trubisky. He doesn't offer much in the running game, per se, but the offense should continue to be mediocre. The Bears have been very disappointing. I'm glad I'm not a Bears fan, although I would like to attend a game at Soldier Field. It's just a beautiful area. TJ Hawkinson suffered a concussion and shoulder injury after making a leaping attempt that would resemble mine if I was on the field doing the same thing. The fact that the Lions were considering IR is disconcerting to me. Hawkinson's probably droppable at this point if I owned him. John Ross suffered a shoulder injury. It's going to cost him a couple weeks. This is kind of a shocking revelation as not much was said about it during the game. Then again, it might have been said during the game. I wasn't paying that much attention, I'll be honest. Vontez Perfect has been suspended for the remainder of the season following another dirty hit on Sunday. And that's the news. Time for a sip. Notes from my week of watching football. It's one of my favorite segments to put together. I try to do it while I'm watching the games. This Sunday I actually had the day off. So I got to sit and enjoy the game. Multiple games. Following the gym on Thursday night I watched the Eagles-Packers game. It was pretty good, but a little sloppy. One note I did have was how old Mason Crosby is looking. The man is 35 and has a full head of gray hair. He is the thumbnail this week. I then watched the undefeated matchup between the Bills and Patriots, which, if you would have told me in 2019, the Bills would be undefeated going into playing the Patriots, who were also undefeated, I would have told you, I'll take that bet. I really enjoyed this game, although it was frustrating to watch the Bills' offense sputter over and over. The Bills' defense put up one hell of a performance against Tom Terrific, but the injury to Josh Allen was just way too much for the Bills to handle. I was also switching back and forth with the Chiefs-Lions game. The Lions gave the Chiefs everything they could handle. In true Mahomes fashion, he had an epic comeback and frustrated all of Michigan and half of my coworkers who happen to be from Michigan. For the afternoon games, I skipped the first half of the Broncos-Jaguars game to adult 
I had cooking and laundry and things to do. I then turned back in, excuse me, tuned back in to watch Minshew Mustachery and another heartbreaking loss for the Broncos. It's almost sickening watching the Broncos games in the afternoon and seeing the new ways they find to lose. I then watched the ugly Sunday night game. Zeke got shut down by a defense, defensive front seven that has allowed 112 rushing yards per game. Despicable. I then had two prayers out there for Joe Mixon and Juju Smith-Schuster on Monday night. Neither were answered. <clears throat> I turned this game off. Monday night football has mostly been disappointing so far. Now let's get on to the games that actually matter. Luke gets too cute this week and leaves Chris Carson and Robert Woods on the bench. Breakman took advantage of this with huge games from Austin Hooper and Michael Thomas. Sackett eked one out on Monday night against Big Mike and sending Big Mike into the loss column. The Steelers refused to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage, which stifled Juju's performance. <clears throat> Pat, previously undefeated, tossed a gift to Matthew, and he hit it out of the park. Matt was 2-8 and eight against the rest of the league this week, but for, good for him, equaling his win total from last year. I'm excited to see how both of these teams finish this year. <clears throat> Cole's wide receivers won him the week, outscoring dark horses by 51 points, while Ronald Jones and Carlos Hyde have proven to be good pickups for Dark Horse. I look forward to interviewing him when he gets his first win. Archimist just misses the all-time record for score. Bill really had no chance. Literally everyone on Zach's team went off. We all hope to have that kind of performance at least once this year. Zach's wide receivers were .24 points away from outscoring three teams this week. That is pure dominance. And Blaster, Eli Manning's sad face, continues his hot start and beats me this week. All of his points came from his drafted players, proving that his draft was solid. I'm going to take a break here, have a sip of scotch. I'll be right back with you guys. get into the segments a new segment was brought to me by a listener and a member of the gcg riskiest plays of the week now we'll go with the number one riskiest play of the week that being from patrick he started malcolm brown only 1.3 percent of owners started him according to nfl.com unfortunately it didn't pan out 
He scored him 1.4 points, which is not what you hope to have from a starting running back. I must say I did not look at what other options Patrick had, but unfortunately this move did not pan out. Now look at one more risky play this week. Cole's risky play led him to victory. Cole started Cortland Sutton, who scored him 24.2 points. Only 6.7% of NFL.com owners got wide receiver number one, number seven production from him. Number seven overall, that is. Wide receiver number one. Now, let's get to the segment I teased last week. It's the Fantasy Awards of the first quarter, y'all. Every quarter, I'll update the Fantasy Awards. If I feel like it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, I might skip the second quarter. We'll see how things go. I'll start this off with the best quarterback. The nominees are Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and Carson Wentz. Now this decision was difficult, although the winner is Lamar Jackson. Next, we got the best running back. This one's also tough. Nominees are Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Nick Chubb. The winner is Christian McCaffrey. Next up, we got the best wide receiver of the first quarter of the fantasy season. The nominees are Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. The winner is Michael Thomas. Next category is Best Tight End. The nominees are Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and Darren Waller. Winner is Travis Kelsey. Next category. The best fantasy defenses of the first quarter of the Gem City Gridiron Fantasy League. The nominees are the Patriots. And that is all. They're also the winner. They've scored 32 points more than anyone else on defense. Congratulations to the Patriots defense. To the category that we've all been waiting for, the best kicker. The nominees are... I will give teams with these names because nobody else knows. Joey Sly of the Panthers. Greg the Leg Zerline of the Rams. Matt Gay, Tampa Bay. Will Lutz, the Saints. And Harrison Butker of the Chiefs. And the winner is... 
making Ryan Barrow suck up proud, Joey Sly. Let's move into another category. We've got the best first round pick. The nominees being Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, and Julio Jones. Out of the first 11 picks, the winner is Christian McCaffrey. The best waiver pickup of the first quarter of the Gym City Gridiron season. The nominees are DJ Chark, Tyrell Williams, Terry McLaurin, Will Disley, and Matthew Stafford. Despite missing last week, Terry McLaurin is the winner of the best waiver pickup so far this season. And the final two categories, the most important ones, the most highly touted for the Gem City Gridiron Roundup, first quarter of the Gem City Gridiron Season Awards. We've got Fantasy MVP. The nominees are Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Travis Kelsey, and the Patriots defense. Obviously, the winner is Christian McCaffrey. And this award, which may catch some heat for me, but it's my award show. We're doing Owner of the Year. The nominees are Eli Manning Sad Face and Cody Blaster Ingler. Sloppity Bile Pipers and Patrick Turn, and Cromerica Industries, and Big Mike Garner. And the winner is Eli Manning's sad face. Thank you guys very much for listening to this week's podcast. This one's a little quicker. I got mandated this week, which is a 16-hour shift. I didn't have quite as much time. I prepared this one today. I will get you guys two interviews next week. Look forward to that. Play your hardest so that you can be one of those interviewees. That's all. Questions, comments, concerns, you can leave them in the comments of the post on Facebook. Remember, you can always leave a voicemail with Anchor. Thank you, and thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Gem City Gridiron Roundup Podcast. Podcast.